let me start off this episode by asking you to remember this phrase. A brown squirrel jumped over the fence. Now, think back to yesterday. What did you do last night before you went to bed? Did you brush your teeth? Talk to someone via chat or on FaceTime? Maybe you drank a cup of tea or took your medications. Whatever it is, envision it. What did the toothpaste taste like? What about the tea? How did that taste? Were you excited to talk to someone? Or not so much? Whether you were even consciously thinking about these things or not, your brain was working hard to use your perception to understand your environment. Welcome to the Mystery of Your Mind, a podcast about why we are the way we are. My name is Edward Thomas, and today I'm exploring the moments that make up our memories. What you just did there by trying to think back to what you did last night by bringing something to your attention is known as memory recall. It's also what happens when someone asks for your number and you have to say it off the top of your head or when you try to think of an answer to a short response question on a test. Now, let's try something else. You know how I said that statement in the beginning of this episode? Well, which of the three is the statement that I said? One, a brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. Two, a brown squirrel hopped along the fence. Or three, a brown squirrel jumped over the fence. If you were paying attention in the beginning, hopefully you said that the third option is a statement that I said in the beginning of the episode. Right there, you were trying to recognize what you already knew. And have you ever crammed for a test? Maybe you were flipping through your notes as you were walking into the exam room. You right there were trying to revisit what you had already learned, in hopes that it stayed in your mind for a little longer. These three things, recalling, recognizing, and relearning, are fundamental pillars to making memories, according to psychology. Memory, by definition, is just information that you have perceived, stored, and can oftentimes retrieve. In the 1960s, Richard Atkinson and Richard Schifrin, both American psychologists, broke memory formation into three steps. First, we perceive something. It can be basically anything, but... After our brain encodes it in a variety of different ways that we aren't 100% sure of at the moment, 
it keeps it in our second stage of the process, our short-term memory. After some more encoding, the information enters our long-term memory, or the third step of the process, which can later be retrieved if needed. When you were trying to memorize that phrase I said in the beginning, it first was just a bunch of noise frequencies. You perceived those noises and put meaning into the words. Perhaps you repeated the phrase a couple times, or thought out a vivid scene of a brown squirrel jumping over a fence. Now, upon encoding those words, that sentence has successfully entered your short-term memory. If you happen to remember that phrase in a couple hours, it probably entered your long-term memory as well. But if you never think of this phrase and never remember it in your entire life, it probably went through what's called memory decay. It's sort of like your mind keeping itself nice and tidy. It throws out the information you don't really need anymore and keeps what's important. Modern theories on memory creation have sort of reworked certain aspects of short-term memory, specifically retrieval. Instead of just a period of time before your perceived information and it being stored in your long-term memory, short-term memory, or in this case known as working memory, is when you're consciously aware of something that you have perceived. It only sounds a little different, but it actually ends up making quite a difference. So, that would mean that subconsciously, you're interpreting everything around you, but only the things that you are actively and consciously aware of are what's in your working memory. These things that you perceive could have already gone into your long-term memory and then it ended up being retrieved into your working memory. But if you're aware of something, no matter if it's immediate or not, it's in your working memory. My voice right now? It's in your working memory. You're consciously aware of it. The way your feet are feeling right now? It was subconsciously already being perceived by your feet. However, now that you're mentally conscious of it, it's in your working memory. But what about the flavor of the coffee you might have had yesterday? Yeah, that's also in your working memory right now. Even though it happened yesterday, it's right now in your conscious, attentive mind. It's in your working memory. But you know how all of a sudden your feet felt like feet? That's because the information you picked up was being implicitly processed by the mind. AKA, it wasn't something that you were completely conscious of feeling, but it was something that the brain was perceiving and keeping in its memory. Implicit processing is also amazing for what are called classically conditioned associations. The first time you got burned, you probably didn't think, well, that actually feels kinda hot. 
Maybe I should move my hand away from a fire next time? It was already covered by your implicit processing by your mind. And this sort of automatic processing of information that's happening all the time, whether you're conscious or not, is pretty hard to stop, whether you like it or not. Your brain can also explicitly process information. Right now, you're trying to decode the sounds that you hear and assign meaning to them. You are completely conscious of listening to the words that I'm saying. These words end up in your memory, or when I even told you that phrase in the beginning of this episode. You were consciously and sort of effortfully putting the information that you perceived into your mind. There's even different types of long-term memory. There's procedural memory, where you learn things that at first take a bit of time to catch on to, but then become almost like second nature. Things like walking and talking or reading and writing. You also have something that's called episodic long-term memory, where you'll file away some sort of event in your life. Usually, it's pretty significant, like when you broke an arm. But it could also be as simple as some random time in the past when literally all you were doing was staring at, say, a tree. Memory is pretty crazy. We shape our lives, decisions, friends, and feelings on our experiences. But... Without memory, we wouldn't really have any experiences to shape us. However, sometimes our lives, decisions, friends, and feelings can shape our memory instead. That's the topic of my next episode. I'll be exploring how that happens, why that happens, and what makes that a really big problem. Thank you so much for listening to the 11th episode of The Mystery of Your Mind, a podcast about some of the most existential questions of life and ourselves. I tried to be a little creative with my diction and the framework of this episode. Let me know what you thought about it and if you think that I should continue or not. I inserted a feedback form in the description of this episode so that you can personally let me know what you thought about this episode, and if you have any comments, questions, or anything else you want to add. I also added a link to the Instagram account of this podcast, at the mystery of your mind, in the description of this episode as well. By following my Instagram account, you get to have sneak peeks on what the next episode is going to be about, and you also get updates about what's happening with the podcast and when new releases come out. I also added a link to my podcast's website so that you can learn a bit more about this podcast as well as myself. I've also added a link to my Patreon if you'd like to support me that way. Don't forget to let your family, friends, and everyone else you know about this podcast, The Mystery of Your Mind, so that they too can learn a little bit more about themselves 
and about their world.